0: Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, episode two hundred and ten, the kick Kickass Reverent Gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I'm Holden Depardo. I'm here with the co-host of the day, just today though, Chad Michael Ennis, and we also have two special guests coming from the Free to Play podcast. We have Andrew and Brent. How are you guys doing today? I'm vibing.
1: Oh yeah, man, I'm just I'm just over here chilling. You know, I've in my in my chair with this microphone in front of me. You know how it oh, is. Lamborghini.
2: I don't know if everyone here it's knows all this, times. but Brent is the is the winner of the how long are dogs pregnant for
3: quiz. Fifty eight to sixty-eight <laughs> Let's go, days. Baby. If yeah. you didn't know that, then you weren't
0: listening to the pre-show. Brent. <laughs> Dude, I've
3: never felt so proud of anything on my life. You get the trophy for it. Too. Platinum trophy for, you, for, for, you, for knowing how long dogs are pregnant. Let's go! Platinum trophy. <laughs> Wait, where's my glass? Man,
1: what an accomplishment. <laughs> that's something you want to have immortalized for all time.
3: I thought I was gonna that's plot true. Resident Evil Village. I platted the dog pregnancy competition. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's a that's a
3: now Twitter bio the mention right all there. The animals.
2: <laughs> it's just a clear cup with like the placenta of a dog fetus in there. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
3: so, Welcome, I don't everyone.
2: want it fire, everyone.
3: I don't want to deal with placentas anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, upcoming on the show, yeah. we will not be talking about one subject outside of dog placentas, which I hope never comes up ever again. We we're talking about also, could be dog placentas. Uh, yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, we're also not going to be talking about kind of a lot of the hoopla about... The epic Apple trial and kind of all the new stories that happen with that. We're going to wait for the trial to end in like two weeks. And then we're going to go through all of that at once. But we are talking about this week is that Sony Discord announcement, which is dope. And maybe no more Metroid Prime. Maybe. (gasps) Shocking, I know. But before all that, we have the Resident Evil Village impressions. I have beaten it. It sounds like Andrew and Brent have beaten it. And Chad is a noob. I've played one he hour. Is... Technically 40 you minutes. Played the worst... <laughs> you played the worst part of the game.
1: <laughs> he didn't well, stick all the way through it like the rest of us.
2: There will be no too spoiler scared. talk,
3: ladies and gentlemen. I beat it 30 no minutes spoils. ago. No spoils. Chad, all I'm saying so what... is that a work the game takes eight hours to beat. A work day is eight hours. I'm just saying, make your choice. <laughs> I did take a
2: 40-minute uh, break Quit today to job. play Resident Evil,
0: so... <laughs> So, Andrew's a huge Resident Evil fan. Brent sounds like you've not been a huge Resident Evil fan before. I like the series, but wouldn't say I'm, like, super fan of it. Although, that might change now. Um, Chad, I actually don't know your backstory with Resident Evil. I'm I'm assuming you're a fan. You've been a fan for a while, haven't you? Yes, I feel like I could be called a fan of Resident Evil. Cool, cool. So, I guess, let's go around. I want to start with Andrew. What was kind of your, like, initial first impression of resident evil village
1: all right so first impression uh i thought it was i thought it was really good i played a seven like when it first came out uh and i i don't want to say like i've grown up with the series or anything because uh i've never played the original three games so they mean nothing to me personally uh but Resident Evil Four was like one of the first games I've ever actually been able to play with like my own two hands, uh, so I've I've had that with me like since the beginning of time. And uh, then five and six happened, uh, and <laughs> like there's all kinds of opinions going around about about those two. So then seven came out, and uh, I'm I'm gonna be honest, I was initially uh, on the more skeptic side of like. Oh, this is just because of the whole PT hype thing, or whatever, because it was first-person view. Uh, I was one of those guys, uh, but then uh, it's it's. I still got it the day it came out, and then I played through it, and I uh, absolutely loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so I was uh, obviously hyped for Village to know that they were going to like continue with uh, with like that style of gameplay. You know, with with the perspective and all that. Uh, I was also extra excited because it was taking uh, more pages out of how Resident Evil Four did things with its uh, inventory management and uh, the whole currency system. It had its own merchant and, and stuff like that. Uh, so I was I was pretty hyped after being not so hype from Five and Six. I was like, yes, this is the, this is a a pretty good return to form, because, you know, two and uh, the 2 and 3 make were also things. I've heard mixed things about the 3 make, but uh, I've heard the 2 make was pretty good, too. I'd like to go back to, uh, and play that someday. Uh, so I, I obviously came into Village with high expectations, and I don't want to say that uh, Village exceeded all those ex- expectations. I think there are... Uh, some things I'm not like super big on, but uh, I I came out of it thoroughly satisfied. I liked uh, I liked it the way it handled its backtracking and stuff uh, with the yeah. different items that you get, being able to go uh, throughout the village when you get these new items and be like, oh hey, I I could I could fucking use this to to go do this thing now. Uh, <laughs> and one of my favorite par- uh, instances of that was uh, when you get an item that helps you with, like, uh, drawbridges and stuff, Uh, because I got that item, and then I used it to lower a drawbridge, and then that led to a boat, and then I was able to take that boat on over, like, down this river, like, off the beaten path, and to go into these different, like, uh, areas that were really just, like, one room, Uh, but it was basically like a puzzle room. And then I would solve that, and I'd get some really valuable treasure to sell for some good money. And it made me feel really good about myself for uh, going through those little puzzle rooms, even if they were nothing super complicated. Um, I enjoyed the story, too. The uh, story was nice. I won't say any uh, anything about it. Um, I'll just say that it was good. Uh, I think, anyways. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to stop rambling so like, other people can talk about it now.
0: No, you're totally good. I, just to call that that boat in the drawbridge, I loved that moment too. It felt really cool to have that level of exploration in a Resident Evil game. That was pretty awesome and definitely a highlight for, uh, for me as well. Brent, since you're not a fan of Resident Evil, generally speaking, how much did you hate this game?
3: <gasps> Brent! <laughs> the, th- the thing is, um, yeah, so <laughs> I... I would have went on record I probably have, like a month or so ago saying I hate Resident Evil. Oh my god. I played the first one because (laughs) I wanted to get into it. Andrew's one of my best friends. I wanted to play something that he liked. So I was playing it and I was like, this game sucks. It's like your father and I I... are so disappointed in you. I know your father's disappointed too. It's one of those. Both
0: Chad and I are disappointed. (laughs) Yes.
3: It's one of those things where, like, I am sure it was really good back in the day. Maybe I would have liked it if that's what I had grown up on. I just, I did not like the fixed camera, like the controls. It just. I'm going to play it again now, but I'm just, I did not vibe with it. I turned on the two make and I think I just wasn't in the mood. I had just beat doom eternal and I was like, I'll go back through my backlog. And I played it. I got out of the gas station or something. And I was like, I'm not feeling this at all. So then on, I bought three when it came out and I never played it. So leading up to this, I was not excited. Like, every trailer I saw was one of those, like, oh, it was this gray horror game, and then there was the like, discourse about the sexy ladies in the game, and I was like, <laughs> I'm missing out. I don't find them attractive. I don't want to get stepped on by tall lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so leading into it, I wasn't excited, and then I game show with Dallas, and he got it, so I was like, you know what, I'll try it out, and, I fucking loved this game. It, it, it was one of those things where, not to spoil it, I was so high on it. And then something in the ending happened, and I was like, I don't know if I like this anymore. And then something else happened after that, and I'm like, I love this game. Like, this game is like. <laughs> I had and, to give it those Bravo claps. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll end my tangent in a minute so Holden can talk. But it it's one of those things where. I know it's so weird because this is like some of the least Resident Evil. And I'm always the guy of huge Assassin's Creed fan being like, wow, everyone loves the modern day games. And those are the least Assassin's Creed games. And Ubisoft is just making games that aren't Assassin's Creed. So I know how hypocritical it is to say I hate RE and I love Village. But I just like, I'm not traditionally a horror guy. So having this be more action focused rocked for me and for what I'm hearing everyone loves 4 and for what I'm hearing it's like Village so I'm actually really excited to play it there is like one section I think we all agree can be considered horror like in Village that I really enjoyed even if it made me shit my pants so maybe I'll play 7 but yeah I, I fucking adored Village
0: Jackson I want to hear your impressions of the forty minutes you played, I'm just curious. What was the forty minutes you played?
2: Uh, forty minutes I played was I just got to the first typewriter, so it was right after <clears throat> you explore the little village for the first time. There's old werewolf guy with the hammy ham going to smush you, then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Then typewriter. That's where oh, I leaps from
1: building to building. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh,
2: I just got there. I was I was v pumped going into this game, as the kids say. I really enjoyed Resident Evil 7 a lot, and I was excited to continue that story, and um, I I played the first 40 minutes, and I was excited by some things, and I was let down by some things. What I'm excited about is that, like, they obviously tailored the first couple of environments to look really amazing and sound really, like, they're playing with the 3D audio in, in a lot of these areas as you're exploring, and the shit gushing from the ceiling, or, like, something falling over to the left, and... They're, they're really setting the mood and creating a really cool environment with the 3D audio and the ray tracing and the lighting and all of that kind of fun stuff. So I love that they're taking advantage of the new hardware in that way. <clears throat> I was disappointed to see that like mirrors don't do shit. Like you walk in front of a mirror and it's just like this cloudy, yeah. gross blur and you don't have a reflection. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I reflect in this cabinet over here. Nope, I don't have a reflection. I have a shadow on the ground, but my body, I can't see me
0: at all. Yeah, man, I can't believe that don't... in
1: Village, Ethan is still a vampire. Right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> right? So there's this
0: whole thing where they <clears throat> won't let anyone see his face for some reason. It's yeah. really weird. And no no spoilers, but there is a one cutscene where they just seem to go out of their way in the most obnoxious way possible to hide his face. <laughs> and it's so obvious. It's so obvious they're trying to hide it. It's just... It's weird. Especially, it's really weird. It's the weirdest part of the whole game, as far as I'm concerned. Especially with
3: the discourse I've seen like today on Twitter of everyone finding some render of his face and being like, "He's the most boring white male <laughs> podcaster I've ever seen."
2: <laughs> yeah, I was not su- like. Are you I remember- talking about Ethan or one of us? <laughs> <laughs> All I of remember us. playing the demo a couple weeks ago and being really excited about it and. And even mentioning like, man, the the voice acting on it is really great. From uh, the interaction I had, you know, with the old guy and his daughter, and or wife, or I don't remember anymore. But like going through the beginning of this is like, man, Ethan is a is a horrific voice actor, and some some of the writing too is just like they choose the most unnatural, weird way for the like stiff way for people to say things. Like when he's comforting his baby, and the baby like starts crying, he's like, They're there, there i i knew it was a bad idea for mommy to let you read that book and i was like fucking just say it like a normal person and like passive aggressively call out your wife loud enough so she can hear it told you shouldn't have read that book to her she's crying it's your fault babe and like say say that instead <laughs> i
3: hated that um, whole part <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude we get but it I-
2: <laughs> calm down Oh, speaking of that book, though, the fucking opening was gorgeous.
1: Dude. I loved yeah.
2: it. It reminded me of like the Deathly Hallows story in Harry Potter, and it was—I fucking loved the shit out of that little sequence. So good. I want the rest of the game to look like that.
0: <laughs> That'd be I, a really cool style for a game, for sure.
2: I mean, I still have the same issue that I had with the demo. The demo—I didn't even know you could kill the werewolves. And in this one, it, they're still, like, they are straight-up bullet sponges. I don't, it takes me, like, eight or nine shots to the head to kill one of those things with a pistol. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if that's just, like, we want it to seem really hard and scary at first, and then it gets easier when you upgrade weapons or whatever the fuck. But um, if all of the enemies not are like they're going
0: forward, <laughs> and
2: then that's yeah, going to be rough.
0: Yeah, I'm not good with the aim, and the the lichens move around faster than zombies typically do in Resident Evil so it's kind of hard to hit them sometimes which I get that's what they're going for it adds to the tension of the moment to like struggle to get your reticule on them to, f- to fire get the headshot um, but yeah I went through so much ammo um, trying to get rid of these things, but I—I uh, also I say I spent a lot of money buying ammo. I spent a lot of money <laughs> yeah. buying ammo. I a didn't, lot of honestly, resource crafting.
1: Some of the uh, some of the later enemies that you run into, like towards the end of the game, gave me less trouble than the lichens do, <laughs> uh, with how much they fucking oh, yeah. around and shit. Yeah, yeah it, and
0: that just—you thought the lichens were bullet sponges? Holy crap! Won't say what enemy it is or where it is, but I think you guys don't know. It's what I'm Carmen talking San Diego, Diego isn't um, it? I
2: get to kill Carmen San Diego. Who told him? <laughs> <laughs> God
0: damn it! That's who Mother Miranda is. <laughs> That's the twist at the end. Um, yeah. So my impressions, I to kind of get my backstory on Resident Evil. I the first Resident Evil game I ever played was Resident Evil Seven as well. And that was the I first one you would ever lot. even like attempted. Proud of you. Not attempted. Not attempted. Uh, Resident Evil 4 I attempted um, back on GameCube a while ago. But I never beat it. I got, like, halfway through it. And I I don't, like, remember it that much, so I don't really count it. But uh, RE7 was my first kind of full RE game I beat. I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I really liked it. And then I went to RE2 Remake, which I think is the best pure survival horror version of Resident Evil I think I like RE2 remake more than 7 and then 3 was kind of a letdown for me it wasn't bad it just was not as good as Resident Evil 2 was and it didn't have like the police station it didn't really have anything like, iconic about it that well, I'll remember and, and Nemesis was kind of boring because he was just way too scripted I think unlike that was Mr. What X supposed to be, yeah, but- Nemesis was supposed
2: to be the iconic thing and then we got Mr. X in remake and it's like oh you were a lot more you were
0: a better Nemesis <laughs> yeah Exactly, exactly. And and then we played um, Resident Evil 4 last um, year for as a barf game, backlock Accomplishments with Respawn and Friends. Was that last
2: year? Jesus I Christ. Liked,
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure it was last year. And I liked that game a lot. However, I did not like the controls for it, but I was intrigued by its use of action as a tension builder as opposed to the traditional kind of slowly walking through a hallway and wondering what's going to come down the end of the hallway. So, Brent, actually, I would say there's a lot of rumors from... Basically, there's this guy named Dusk Golem online who predicted and uh, leaked Resident Evil Village like to a T. Hmm. Um, And he was right about everything he said. He says there's a Resident Evil 4 remake coming. Let's go. Yeah, so I feel like I would wait for that rather than playing the current version of (laughs) it. No. <laughs> All right, I'll play.
3: I'll play I'm two sure Last plagues in
2: VR are a lot less scary than the Resident Evil Seven people. Yeah, probably.
0: So Village, I loved, and I think it's overall, I think it's my favorite Resident Evil game. What? I really, really liked it a lot. Um, I hear people are saying, like, kind of chat was saying about the voice acting. Um, and a lot of people who are upset up about the voice acting also aren't liking the story that much. The voice acting from Ethan didn't bother me too much. Um, I, it didn't, like, phase me that much. Although when I played Resident Evil 7 again over the weekend, I kind of realized, oh, like, it is better in 7 than it is now. But it never bothered me through my play, through my playthrough. Um, but I think what I liked about the story so much was how it escalates throughout. I like the village and the world and the different people who occupy um The the Village, I loved all that. I really, really liked that um, part of it. It was mysterious. It was very reminiscent of Resident Evil 4, but it felt like an improvement in a lot of ways for me. Um, But also the big highlight for me is the exploration. The exploration was awesome. I loved going through every corner of every location to find everything, and the rewards for it are so strong. Like, you can deck out your guns. You can buy so much ammo just by finding all the stuff around the world, selling it off. Um, It's really, really cool, and I liked how whenever you beat a main area, the village kind of acts like a hub, and whenever you beat some part of the game, you can go back, and there's... Something new in the village that you can do now, like kind of what Andrew is kind of saying. Or if you even go back to parts of the village you've already been to before, well, now there's a monster that wasn't there before, and if you kill oh, that yeah. monster, my, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you get like yeah. you get something really great to sell, and it's just it. It constantly felt rewarding throughout, and I couldn't stop playing it. I beat it in one day. The only reasons I took breaks was to eat. And take care of my bodily needs. That's it. Like, I played this game straight through, and I'm really glad I did. I didn't stop even for
1: that. (laughs) I just J-O'd through a horse sequence, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was, I felt Uh, almost, I still, like, loved playing through the game and stuff, but I still felt a sense of relief after it was over, because I needed to go to the bathroom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, you got to like see that tension building throughout. And like I was kind of telling Brent beforehand, it starts off as more survival horror-ish. And then, well, except for the opening scene that Chad's already played, that is straight up bananas, like super intense. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of goes back to survival horror again. And then by the end of it, it's a like Call of Duty. It's insanely intense by the end of the game. And it's really cool to see that ramp up happen um i really really liked it and i can't wait to go back and play it again i've already gone through on uh, a second playthrough and beat the castle again Sick. and i made sure to go to every room make sure every room is blue because i found everything in the room so every room all over the castle totally found everything so satisfying so you're There's telling so me many secrets
2: in three days you've beat resident evil 7
0: resident evil 8 and then started resident evil 8 again I got halfway through Resident Evil Seven. I got to like the Lucas part and then I there's something I couldn't remember how to do and I'm like, I get it. It's survival horror. I remember this now. And I kinda stopped playing. I just kinda wanted to refamiliarize myself with it to get a kind of better comparison for um, how it is with with uh with R E eight and also just there's a lot of that can't spoilers, there's a lot of things that tie back into Resident Evil Seven and I kinda wanted to see how those things tied back in.
3: Yeah, I, so, was, I really liked it. I was playing the third area, I guess I'll say. And I had this thought, and uh, it's probably wrong, but it felt to me the game wasn't horror, but it was... It, it's weird to say, but it felt like survival horror, as in, like, I don't know, the horror was in surviving rather than the normal RE description of, oh, it's a survival horror game. Like I gen- genuinely felt like the horror was like I was surviving this stuff rather than being scared, you know, and surviving things. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's a weird thought. It's hard to explain, but there's a part where you're like, uh, zip lining and something like just happens, yeah. and I'm like, okay, that oh, yeah. solidified that. <laughs> are we able? That are- was a cool moment. It's so cool. Are are we gonna <laughs> spoil like the structure of the game, or are we keeping all that like? don't do it don't do it not like story but just like how the game is like don't
0: split do it up. don't do I it
1: don't care don't do it <laughs> I mean the structure
0: the structure is very similar I think to the structure of already 7 just with more action
2: don't do it don't do it if Take you even say the of name of off. the game again I'm gonna throw up
0: <laughs> Resident Evil Village
3: oh jokes on you you don't have the secret subtitle Resident Evil 7.1 Village no no <laughs> <laughs> i heard that was a rumor is that like is that supposed to be true or something that's supposed to be 7.1 i don't know i don't know brent i don't work no, for it's capcom to be. how many
1: points are they're gonna go for if that's true <laughs> that'd be <laughs> so funny we're going all the way to
3: point 0.9 baby <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs>
0: 2030 resident um,
3: evil 8 <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for Chad for you to to get through it and finally get a chance to beat it so we can like really go in depth and, and talk about it.
3: Yeah, we need a spoiler chat. I have
2: to Yeah, talk about 100%. It. I imagine it's not that long of a game, right? So I imagine I'll probably be able to beat it by this weekend.
3: Yeah. My, 100%, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My wrap up said seven minutes and one second. My PlayStation says eleven hours, and maybe I was idle for one. So I don't I don't know what the disconnect there was. But
0: at the end it should tell you how long it took you to beat the game.
3: Yeah, it says seven yeah, it does uh, 7 hours and 1 second, but my PlayStation says oh. 11 hours. So maybe, oh, maybe it doesn't oh, count like, like saying, timing your, saying, your menus
0: yeah. or stuff like that. That's possible. That would make sense because mine said 10 hours, like 10 and a half hours, something like that, but I spent way more time than that playing that game on the first day. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, that clock, I think it doesn't take into effect menus because that clock, they use it for like unlockables and stuff like that in other games where if you beat it in under X amount of hours, you get a piano key scarf that gives you infinite ammo and so Chad, and you were spoiling menus.
0: how the systems of this game work okay and first really of all I'm talking about Resident left. Evil 4 <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now
1: you're spoiling Resident Evil 4 you're welcome the
0: America <laughs> <laughs> well cool um, we will return to talking about this once uh, once Chad has beaten it we'll have a full on spoiler chat but that's not the only things that we have played this week Andrew what have you been playing this week
1: all right, so I've been playing a couple things other than Village. Surprisingly, <gasps> um, one of the <laughs> one of the things uh, uh, one of the other things that I was playing before uh, uh, I got the opportunity to play Village uh, was uh, Stardew Valley. I recently got back into that game, uh, which is basically Harvest Moon but better. Uh, and a little bit of Resident <laughs>
0: Evil Seven in there too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Stardew
1: Village. Um, Oh. It's <laughs> Completely different game.
0: <laughs> Drastically different tones. Yeah, Grow your crops. Defend them against lichens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> make sure you close those chicken coops at night, otherwise, they'll come eat them all. all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kill your chickens. Sell it to increase your health. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, Stardew Valley, there's not too much to say about it. It's just a fun farm sim game, you know. You got the the four month, uh, the four seasons being condensed into just four months, uh, because that's how time works. Uh, and then you grow crops, you mine stuff, you fish, uh, all that good stuff, all for the Randall purpose of making as much money as humanly possible. Uh so, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just, it's just a farm game. It's good. I like it. Um, and then the other thing that I was playing, uh, which... Uh, I don't know how much I'll say about it, because I don't know if uh, Brent will mention this either, but uh, we kind of fell off of it uh, a little bit. Uh, for me, mainly in preparation for Village, but uh, Brent, uh, his brother, and I have all been playing uh, Terraria together. Um... Yeah.
3: Let's go, baby. I'm
1: glad
2: you found yeah. someone to <laughs> play with, Brent. <laughs>
3: yeah. I beg <begged> them nonstop. <laughs> I, like, I tried, They're and the then only we ones haven't gone back. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: but yeah, we've all been playing Terraria. Uh, we kind of fell off of it uh, a little while ago, but we might get back into it soon enough because uh, we've all been playing through it with the intention to actually beat it. You know, going on the the road all the way to Moonlord and stuff because I don't think any of us have ever gotten that far. Uh, I don't know about uh, I don't know about his brother, yeah, but Dylan
3: uh, did it on PlayStation.
1: Okay, that was Okram, though, right? Because that's the final boss on console.
3: No, Moonlord's on console right now. You oh. guys do not care <laughs> about this.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: shocked to learn that there are different versions depending on what platform you're playing on. Dude, you Oh
3: yeah the three DS version is insane. (laughs) You have no idea. That should have been my
1: three DS game of the week.
3: (laughs) Dude (laughs) I'm so glad that section's gone.
1: Well now that you've said that I'm gonna bring it back.
3: I hope you no, realize just, that. I'm getting a Vita. I hope so you realize I'm just, the Pandora's box you have just opened. I'm getting a Vita, so I'm just replacing it with reds Vita section of the week.
1: Oh, you fucking wish, man. Yeah. We're going to do them both. I'm a co-host, all right? I have sway over this, too. Right, uh,
2: but
1: yeah, going? we've been playing Terraria. It's been a lot of fun. There's a lot of bosses to fight and stuff, so it's, it's, it's nice. Uh, I'm hoping to get back into it. Soon enough, so we can actually get the rest of, way, of the way through it and beat the Moon Lord, you know, get that accomplishment done. Um, it's kind of sporadic, but my friend and other host over here, Brent, the guy that I'm pointing at right now, I don't know if I'll actually be next to him, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, Brent uh, sometimes will live stream our progress on beating the Moon Lord uh, for Where can documentation see that? purposes
3: actually thanks for asking those uh twitch.tv slash porkchop 118 yt thank you you're welcome it'll be in the uh, the description too that's
1: something anyone if that's something anyone may be interested in watching which maybe not because there's not too much talking or anything it's a lot of grindy stuff because it's a grindy kind of game Mm. i love watching
2: videos of people (laughs) grinding
1: get the gains
2: bro you see these like muscles I've been getting recently whoa Brent my little boy's getting so strong
3: just don't look at my stomach (laughs) does it also
2: have a bicep (laughs) <laughs> dude it's got
1: it's got too many <laughs> it's got 15 yeah. it's become a serious problem please someone send help yeah
3: please <laughs> I think I'm growing something Matt from Rhode Island in the chat might says be you are tumors. jack dude thanks thanks, man I appreciate that I've been working really hard on it actually I'm not my brother tries to get me to go to the gym like everyday and I'm like nah
1: So, yeah, that's it for me. That's the things that I've been playing.
3: I have not been playing too much. I I played a lot of Returnal, which I'll probably just let Chad talk about it and hold and then just echo what they say. Fantastic game. I, I don't know if I'm done with it, per se. But I finally beat the first boss after everyone either beat the game or has been on, like, the fifth biome or something. So I got to the second biome. I've done a few runs after that and got to the second biome. And then I reached a point where I'm like, I'm content. I'm probably still going to play it, but I reached that point where, like, I've seen enough. I love this game. I just don't know if I want to beat it at this point. I don't know if it's something i want to sit through but i i adore this game and i will be talking about it later later towards the end of this episode but i really adore returnal i think it's awesome it was overshadowed as my favorite game this year by a village but i i think it's fantastic and what else did i play <laughs> i forgot i played a little bit of uh into the gungeon I'm not going to say too much about it because I didn't play it much, but, dude, roguelikes are my jam. (laughs) Ooh! (laughs) I'm (laughs) glad we've discovered a new genre for you. I'd always liked them because Risk of Rain 2 is, like, one one of my favorite games. Don't care if I overuse that. I love Risk of Rain 2 to death. That game's awesome. And I had, like, dabbled with some other roguelikes in the past, like Rogue Legacy was awesome. So I finally started to play this, and it's a blast. I'm looking forward to playing more of it. And then Injustice Two, I've been getting back into. I want that platinum, but I'm so tired of that stupid Catwoman trophy. You have to. There's a few trophies where you have to like beat someone, and the final uh, move is a certain move. Catwoman's is so dumb because this move is locked behind a loot box. Oh fuck oh. it's an RNG trophy and I hate it so much so I'm leveling up my Batman more because I was always really good as him excuse me and just going through knocking out some trophies but I don't know if I'm going to commit to the platinum but I've been having fun with it again I'm so gassy I ate pizza earlier <laughs> I played I'm probably one of the three people that played Hood Outlaws and Legends <laughs> They have literally one multiplayer server I up. I saw that on the show notes, and I twist my
1: head. I was like, what? what is that?
3: <laughs> I know. I was like... I saw it coming out, and I had it on the fantasy draft. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this game's coming out. And I had money burning a hole in my, in my pocket, as it usually does. I picked it up, and I loved... The first like intro mission you do i've not played a multiplayer uh match yet me and dallas are gonna play some tomorrow there but I... yeah it's a four-player pvp ve or a pve vp so the main objective is you are uh i th- from what i get at the it's heist so it's two teams of outlaws That are going to try to steal the treasure inside the castle. Obviously, steal from the rich, give to the poor. Robin Hood type thing. But I think it's the two teams of outlaws competing to get to the treasure to bring it back. And then along the way, obviously, you have guards and you have stuff like that. And you have four heroes that all work together and have their different skills. So you have Robin, who's the archer, obviously. And then you have a girl who's 100% unabashedly an assassin. She has uh, a hidden blade, but on the right side of her arm with a crossbow, which is just like the Phantom Blade from Unity, which this game is completely... Like, I was saying, this is what I really loved about the heist multiplayer in Assassin's Creed Unity. So this is already kind of ripping off the multiplayer in Assassin's Creed Unity, and then you have the the phantom blade that he uses, and then you just have, like, a big tank. So basically, this
1: game is just Assassin's Creed.
3: Yes, but it's cool. (laughs) And Assassin's Creed is not? (laughs) I I didn't say that. (gasps) Oh, Brent! (laughs) But yeah, I'm like... One of three people talking positively about this game, but I think it's cool. I'm looking forward to getting into matches with Dallas and someone else tomorrow. So yeah, I'm hyped about that. And that's about it. Played Village. Surprised we didn't talk about it more because I have so many things to say about Village. You but... just can't spoil
0: anything. Dude. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, because yeah. someone didn't finish it.
3: Yeah, come
0: I'm on. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Simon Birch. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: that was a 90s movies boys oh yeah i wasn't alive Uh, i
1: wouldn't know it then i was born at the tail end of that
2: i'm basically dead
3: yeah basically did you know i graduated high school two years ago it's about to be three actually (laughs)
0: I just feel bad because he's your father I missed your graduation I just didn't make it
2: COVID man COVID
0: I knew it was coming I I didn't want to go out
1: (laughs) COVID like fucking two years ago
3: I kept looking in the stands and I was like dad missed again write it down on the sheet (laughs) oh no (laughs) down it up you have a spreadsheet tracking your dad's appearances
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's color-coded. You weren't there either.
2: (laughs) I
3: don't know why you're laughing.
2: I told you, COVID, man. Don't you care about my safety and health?
3: (laughs) Not really. Don't you care
1: about my accomplishments in life?
3: Dude, I was wearing Converse to my graduation. Like, You didn't want to be hyped for that? (laughs) This is going on so much longer than I thought.
0: No, we've made amends. We're back to being a good father and son. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. Um, you also played Injustice 2, it looks like. Yeah. You I about said about that. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Well, I tried blank on that. <laughs> I just zoned out.
3: <laughs>
0: I don't blame you. just a terrible father. I <laughs> might even hear the conversations I'm present in. <laughs> just like my real
3: dad. I'm just kidding. God, I love you.
0: Well, let's returnal back into our gameplay. Oh, Chad. I see what you did there. Yeah. I talked about Returnal
2: last week and how it's my game of the year so far this year. Even though I know Horizon and God of War are going to blow it out of the water, but I um, I am still in love with this game. I thought about it all weekend long, even when I I was on vacation all weekend out with my best friend having fun. But um, I so couldn't play games. But I thought about Returnal a lot, and I do I have started to see a little bit of of thing that of something that annoys me with returnal and that is it's split into two acts and as you get towards the end of each act it's way too long for being a roguelike where you're supposed to die and retry and die and retry and especially with so much of this game being about random chance and what parasites you get and what uh, artifacts you unlock it is such a commitment to go from a run all the way from the first biome all the way to the end of the third biome to get to the boss and not have the right parasites and die and then you have to go all the way back and there are shortcuts there but if you take the shortcuts from 1 to 3 then you don't get all the materials and the parasites and artifacts that you need in order to fight the boss and it's like that got annoying to the point where I was was trying to beat the boss of biome three three days in a row and I straight up told myself if you don't beat this today you're deleting the game I love it But I didn't like what it turned me into after I lost every time. (laughs) I was literally, (laughs) literally every single time. I became
1: something unrecognizable. (laughs) I did. Every single time. Husk of
2: a man. I would shout obscenities. I would smash my controller against the bed. I would get up, walk around, go on my phone, take a pee, and come back and try it again. But it was I I was furious every single time. I fucking hate this game. And then I immediately jumped back in. I was like, God, I love this game. Uh, So I I didn't like what it was turning me into. (laughs) But I did finally beat the third biome, got into the fourth one, and uh, I haven't been able to play since I got to the fourth biome yet, so very much looking forward to doing that as soon as I speed through Resident Evil Village. Holden, though, you played this thing for the first time. I'm so glad you got it. I'm so fucking glad you got it. (laughs)
3: <laughs> we were, like, begging him so hard to get
0: this game. He's like, ah, oh,
3: village. I've never
0: like, oh, felt school. more pressured oh. to get a game. <laughs> 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 I've never been this pressured to get a game before, and I knew that you guys would only pressure me if it was justified. I don't think you'd have pressured me into, like, Cooking Mama or something like that. We so totally Mr. roboted you. <laughs> Like, yeah, dude, you pushing us to watch
2: yeah. Mr. Robot was us pushing you to play Returnal. Well, I <laughs> specifically
0: pushed you, Chad, to watch Mr. Robot. I and haven't done that than anyone Dallas else. you
2: watching it. And you're trying you, to guilt Matt it back
3: up again. You kept forcing me to watch it.
2: Yeah, now, we, No, it's not true. <laughs> we were all on party chat,
3: and, like, I think one of the first things most of us said was,
0: like, dude, Holden would love this game. I have no clue why he's not playing mm-hmm.
3: it. Mm-hmm.
0: No, the only reason I didn't want to get it initially is like RE Village is coming out. Then Mass Effect is coming out shortly after mm-hmm. that, and I thought Mass was coming out at the end of the month for some reason. But it's like in a few days now, so like I'm just like I'm just not gonna have time to play this, and I, I'd rather play Mass Effect and RE Village right now. But you guys twisted my arm, and I'm glad you did because it's really, really fucking good. I really, really like it. I do echo a lot of the sentiments uh, that Chad said though of like it would kind of in Brent as well like. <laughs> because of how long these runs are it's a really tough game to commit to
3: but I mean if they had
0: just
2: you're like hey guys I'm starting Returnal 30 minutes later hey guys I just beat all five of the first bosses yeah <laughs> it's like, fuck <laughs> you man I've been bashing my controller against a bed for
3: three days I woke up to so many uh, yeah. texts from the chat and then like three videos in the PlayStation chat of like <laughs> holding just like beat the first boss, beat the first boss, check
0: the Twitter, you're all on
3: there. It's like, dude,
0: you cannot sleep. <laughs> okay, but the second act, so it's so much harder. The second act is insanely difficult in comparison. Um I'm having a really hard time with the second act right now. But okay, so Um, I do want to talk about the boss situation you guys just mentioned, because I will say that was one of the most satisfying gaming experiences I've ever had, like, period. It was amazing. So basically what happened is I was having a hard time getting through the first biome. It was kind of difficult at first. Oh, wait, before I get to that, I just told myself I'm going to play for, like, take a break. I'll play for, like... An hour or two, maybe, and then I played it nonstop for eleven hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> like I could not stop playing this game, and a big reason of that is where I'm leading to with the story. So I kind of struggled to get past the the first biome because um, I was just kind of getting used to the game. I'm not great at shooters. Um, in in general, uh, anyone who's on a game night with uh with me knows that I'm not great at shooters <laughs> and I'm usually being carried by Dallas and like Warzone, for example. Um, but I eventually beat the first boss, and when I get to the second biome, I'm like, this game is destroying me. I-, I could not get past the second biome. It is. It seemed like such a huge step up in difficulty from the first biome. And then what else kept happening is, is I would get a really crappy loadout in the first biome and not even be able to make it to the second biome. Because I don't want to just go directly to the second biome. I wanted to explore as much as possible in the first biome, get good um, perks, get good weapons, and then go in with, with like a higher me, weapon proficiency. But I just kept getting absolutely wrecked early on in the second biome. And I'm like, there's just no way that I'm going to beat this game. There's no way. And then I happened to get... A few perks that are really useful. One is I got a carbine that had a very very fast fire rate. So which that is a game changer getting a carbine with uh, with a high fire rate because you could just decimate enemies so fucking fast when you, when you get that. But I got two perks. I can't remember if it's the same perk related to T-Star perks, but I had one perk that would bring me back to 25% per, um uh, integrity or health. Once I got low enough, but I also got a shield at the same time. So basically in that time where it was going back up to 25% again, I couldn't get, I couldn't get hurt anymore. So I kind of kept riding that until I got to the boss of the second biome. It was so stressful. I went through that biome so carefully because I'm like, this is an amazing loadout. Don't lose it, Holden. Like just play carefully. Don't do too much too fast. And I got to the second boss with half health. And I'm like, well, I mean, there's only one thing to do now, and that's fight the boss. (laughs) Like, I really can't, like, turn back. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. First try, killed him. Oh, that was so satisfying. (laughs) And that was kind of my high point of, like, I love this game. I'm was, i like, but I should go to bed. I'm like, but I can't stop. I can't stop right now. So then I'm like, all right, we're going to the third biome. What's the third biome? Like, I'll I'll get a chance to see it because I probably won't get to it again ever. (laughs) (laughs) And... And knowing what Chad's experience was of, like, beating your head against the wall with that third boss. And I'm like, there's you know, I'm even if I make it to that, like, I'm not making it farther. Like, I'm going to get destroyed in this. But then I got a, rec- a recollector, and then I got an astronaut figure. So I was able to like, kind of recover, like, twice and kind of get back into the game again. And then I got to the, th- the third um, boss. All in one run. I got through... The whole third biome, my first run, I get to that boss terrified, absolutely terrified. Maybe <laughs> it scared me straight, and that's why like, I did so well in that fight, but I destroyed in that fight, and then I beat the third biome. And that whole, like, that, so there's like this high you get in Dark Souls where you beat that boss after, um, after a long time, but this was like experiencing that constantly for like two hours as I went through that third biome and beat that boss. It was just unbelievable. It was such a great... Experience to have, and I'm really, really glad I had it. But now that I'm in the fourth biome, and I've made it to the fifth biome, the difficulty ranched like ranched it up, ratcheted up. Yeah, it ramped up, and I think I might have to step away from the game for a while because it's way too intense. There's way too much happening, and I just don't think I am skilled enough to get to the end of the game. Does, it totally makes sense to me that Dallas could do it because Dallas is an absolute beast when it comes to anything shooter-related. Dallas shooter
2: related. did that same damn thing. Dallas is like, hey y'all, what's up? I'm just gonna go through biome two and three and beat them all on my first try, blah, 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 and then get all the way through. And I feel like it's all about the parasites you have. You mentioned the parasite that repairs yep, you automatically 100%. in low health and yeah. that's the only reason why I beat the second and third biome's bosses whenever I did was mm-hmm. that parasite. But it's, uh, I'm just going to chalk it up to you both having really lucky runs and not being uh, not me being
0: a shitty gamer. I mean, that's honestly, what I'm gonna but say. It. That it's 100% is it. It's 100% that. I would never say that I'm so skilled at shooters that that's why I made it through. In Dallas, I can say that cuz he's really good. Me definitely not. Definitely. Basically what happened is like Dallas and I are like Dallas is shooters and I'm like Mario Kart, right? And it's like being in Mario Kart and then getting red shells constantly throughout the entire race, and that's why you win. Like, that's what it's kind of like to get good perks in in, um, in Returnal. It makes a huge difference, and that is kind of what keeps me away from it, mm. honestly. Because the whole weekend, I'll get to in a second all the other games I played. The whole weekend, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go back to it because I don't want to deal with getting another run with really shitty stuff and not being able to make it through. It's like, I really, really love this game. I love it, but I can't, like, continue with it. And I do feel like – usually I kind of roll my eyes at this whole, like, they need to make the game easier. And I'm not saying make the game easier. I think its difficulty is exactly what the developers want it to be. That's what it should be. But the save, they really should have a save. That would take a lot of the yeah. stress out of it. Because now if I – and I think a, a, it can be, like, a four-hour run sometimes to get to the end of one of these acts. That's just too damn long for one sitting for a lot of people. It's and you have to do it.
2: That and the only I way would, to to do. pause is is rest mode. So if you want to play a different game with somebody, or if God yeah. forbid a patch comes out in the middle of it, and updates the game and you lose all your run, or the fucking power goes out like it did for me, yeah, you
0: lose it all. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> it is like I was going. I was doing. I had a really really good run. I was in the fifth biome, and I'm like, I'm fucking destroying it. This might be the time I can beat the fifth biome. But game night starts in 10 minutes. Mm, yep. And I'm like, I have to lose it. And I it's, it was shitty that I'm like, this isn't any fault of my own. A save is very understandable. Now, maybe this ties into your conversation, Brent, you were going to bring up later on. I don't know if that's common in roguelike games is not having saves. But it is really frustrating here in this particular case.
3: Yeah. I'll get into that more. I agree with, I agree with you saying like going into the weekend like yeah, I'm gonna play it because like this this weekend I was like yeah Returnal I'm gonna play it my like time off work because I get no time on the weekdays bet I'm gonna binge Returnal. And I woke up at nine I think I played until like I don't know twelve got to second biome it was fun, and then I was like oh, I'll try Resident Evil Village and like I said never liked Resident Evil games I started exploring and I'm like. Yeah, this is my entire weekend. I don't want to play Returnal anymore. I I already know. It's already been sealed. It is written. (laughs) Dude, exactly. (laughs) As soon as I started exploring, I was like, there's no way I'm going back to Returnal. Because I kept putting it in my mind where I'm like, I have to beat this. But I'm honestly like, I'm at the point where I'm content. I don't have a lot of free time to play Mm -hmm. on games. And there are games coming out. I'm about to play Mass Effect for the first time. So, (gasps) So proud of you. Thanks, man. So is Dallas.
0: It's going to be great. I'm so excited for you to play it.
3: Yeah, so now I just, like, I don't have time for Returnal. And I love it. Love roguelikes. I just, it's one of those things. I don't know if I want a save feature, just because I I do like that challenge. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, after everything, it's just gone. I feel like I was doing really good every time I get to the second biome. I get to the, like, farther out where you get into the tombs and everything.
0: Yeah, I, I feel the difference between this conversation of like adding a save mode in Returnal and like the adding an easy mode to Dark Souls is that there's a practicality to having save a save in a game. That's just practical. That's not hey hey developer, can you please change your grand vision for this game because I want to play it. It's more hey um, this is like a fundamental feature of every single game that has ever existed from the Legend of Zelda back on the NES and like on basically exceptions probably in the NES era that I'm not as familiar with, but you get my point. Um, it just it seems like such a strange omission. It's also a really basic thing to implement in terms of games. I don't think many games struggle with implementing their save system. I'm I'm sure it's pretty much at this point a really cut and dry thing. To, to write into your your code, so it's just surprising it's not there.
3: Yeah, it's a weird conversation. Like i I wouldn't be pissed if they added it. Like I wouldn't be mad or care at all. But I'm not begging for it. You know, I do like mm-hmm. I do like dying and Selene uh, comes back in the first biome and like the returnal like aspect of the storyline. I think that's cool. Now I don't know how the act uh, the act structure is. But I would say maybe put a save point there to where you started Act 2. Like, that's what I would do. But I don't... That's
0: what they do. They do do that. Oh,
3: okay. Then I think think that's fine. But, yeah, I don't necessarily know about a save feature, but it's one of those things where, yeah, I think it's added. It's no sweat off my back. Like, I'm not going to get mad about it or anything. But I do like the vision.
0: And I'll touch more on it later. We should boycott Housemarque. <laughs> <laughs> Let's burn him to the ground. Oh no, no, that's too far. We got to boycott them. If we burn it to the ground, we they already can't already implement the same oh, yeah, feature for games us. They didn't <laughs> make. <laughs> um, I think so. Yeah, I think a big reason that Returnal is gotten so much of the attention it's getting too is that it's kind of like one of the first original. Mm-hmm next gen experiences it feels weird it's like next gen because we're like months at this point into the current generation now but it. it's the first original game to really take advantage of the new hardware mm, yeah. Demon's demon souls is great but it doesn't fully count because it's it is exactly the same thing as the original demon souls it just looks pretty this is an experience i don't think could have been possible on a ps4 because of it must utilize that SSD very heavily to generate these rooms as quickly as it does, especially when you're going right from death to to back in the game again. Mm-hmm. That speed and all that is very integral to the experience. And that I can't imagine playing this game and then waiting a minute and a half to two minutes for it to regenerate everything. I just can't fathom that. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's the first kind of true you know, PS five game. Plus those happens. I think it's why the it's triggers, the man. Yeah. Just the
2: just the left trigger, the the alt fire versus the aiming by how how far you press it. It's just like it's so it feels like it's gonna be something you hate and that you're not gonna be able to get used to, and then after ten seconds you're just like, oh this is so brilliant. It's an extra yeah. use of the trigger without needing an extra button.
0: Ration and Clank does it as well and I'm really excited to see how they implement that further with different types of guns and all that kind of stuff. And in returnal, there's also the raindrops inside the controller. Oh. It's yeah. just really cool. It adds to the atmosphere a lot. It's it's a great experience. It it really is great. It's good stuff. Mm. Um I also played a lot this weekend because um yeah I just I don't know I got I beat Resident Evil Village and I just got excited about beating a game. I don't know why, but that got me excited. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I decided I was going to knock out a lot of my backlog games that I've been wanting to finish. Like I had started a little bit and hadn't finished yet. So I finished the last world that I hadn't beaten in Sackboy, Big Adventure. I'm not going to go in depth on all these games. Um, F- Sackboy is great. I think it's probably one of the most underrated games of last year. I feel like it got zero attention and it's a fantastic platformer that's super fun to play with friends Chen had been playing with uh, the boys at Nerds at Large Jeff and Darby and that's been a lot of fun
3: I want to play it so bad it's good it's a good time
1: I want to. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know it existed until I saw it on the notes. So (laughs) You're right about the fact that it got no attention.
0: (laughs) Speaking of games that got no attention whatsoever, no one's heard of Fez before, but Fez, I beat that. (laughs) Lots of people have heard of Fez. Um, Fez is a really good game. and It's funny that I didn't beat this because I only played it for 15 minutes. That's how close I was to the end of the game when I stopped playing it before. So I literally (laughs) am like, oh, I'm going to spend like a few hours beating Fez. And then I just... I already had 32 cubes. I went to the final area. I did the little like anti gravity jumping up to the top, and then it was over. I'm like, oh, I should have done that a long time ago. What a cool ending, though! Great game. I uh, finally beat Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, also an underrated game. And for real? I'm sorry, but people have said the game's $40. That's just too much for the content that it offers. Nope, you're fucking liars, because that game has an insane <laughs> amount of content. So much in that game, and a lot of that's because there's new Switch content too. But that's totally worth forty dollars. That's a six. I would say that's still worth sixty bucks. So I'm taking the opposite approach to everyone else. It's great. It's it's a great game.
3: It's awesome. Um, I love that game.
0: Yeah, it's charming. It's it, it's actually difficult. It gets really hard, surprisingly. And then uh, last but not least, definitely not least, I played a Plague Tale: Innocence. I started a new game in my backlog to beat. I have not beaten it. I'm six chapters in, and I absolutely adore Plague Tale Innocence. This is a game that I do feel like did not get enough attention because it's so far, without a doubt, up there among, like, great, really great video game storytelling. It is... Yup. It's a... (laughs) And it's, it's crazy, too, because it's a double-A game. So you usually hear, like, double-A game, and you think, like, oh, it's not going to have, like, the emotional heart that you would see in, like, The Last of Us. Like, no, it really is up there, though. Like, with the relationship between Emesia um, – is that her name? Emesia? And, and her brother Hugo. I don't want to, like, too much about the, the, the plot of the story because I think it's really good to see that plot play out. And it starts playing out immediately. Um, it's a very – it's surprisingly – Intense game from what I thought going into it, but it's it's fantastic. There was one part I want to call out in particular where it takes place in the during the bubonic plague in the thirteen hundreds, and which means rats are really prominent. But there is also just a lot of war going on, and there is one part where you come to a battlefield and there are just dead bodies yeah everywhere. As literally as far as you can see is the battlefield with just dead bodies everywhere. And there's a part where you're you first get there and you are walking over them and it slows down because the characters are walking in between the bodies to like they don't want to step into the body. And there's something about that moment that I literally started to tear up. Yeah. I'm like, it just I'm getting hit goosebumps me right now just remembering so hard.
2: it. I re- that part in particular, yeah. I remember thinking. There are hundreds of video games that I've been running over dead people's bodies without thinking twice, but something about this game yep. it just really fucking affected me. I was like, "Oh my god. Mm-hmm. This is incredible." Yeah.
0: Um it, it's it's truly so far a fantastic experience. I cannot wait to to finish this game and kind of see where the story goes. Um I highly highly recommend that game. I is it a is it on um it's pretty much everywhere, right? It's on Xbox. It's on I PC. I played it on Game Pass, so it's
2: definitely over on Xbox.
0: I don't know if it's still on Game okay. Pass, but
2: yeah, it was
0: yeah, last time. Really, I really fantastic game. I absolutely am loving it so far. Um, I yeah, might good stuff. Go back so and beat it. Yeah, it's it's really really good. I mean, I think you're probably farther than I was, though. How far did you get? Because I'm still pretty early on. I honestly don't remember. I have to play it again. <laughs> it's worth restarting I got when I first played it I got three chapters in and um, I don't know I don't know why I stopped you know how gamers can be sometimes we'll just yeah. be like this is an amazing experience I guess I'll never play it again <laughs> 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 gotta play something else
1: I can't wait to get back to it two years from now
0: right <laughs> and <then laughs> yeah exactly all
3: the controls yeah
0: um, but I did do that with Play Innocence and I'm glad I did and watch it next week I won't even bring it up because I stopped to play <laughs> <laughs> no that's not gonna happen I'm gonna be there for played sure. Village again um, I will play Village again. I want to beat Plague Tale before Mass Effect comes out because I am just so excited to play Mass Effect again. But we'll talk about that next week. Um, All right. Let's go to the quest log. We have a handful of stories this week. One of the big ones in our Sony quest log here Sony and Discord are partnering to integrate their services on PlayStation, says Eric Van Allen at Destructoid. Right now, the details are very vague. But we do know that Sony has invested money in Discord and that over the remainder of 2021, both will be working together to integrate Discord directly into PlayStation. So not like an app, but like a part of the operating system. Um, they'll be working together for a richer, quote, social and gaming experience on console and on mobile. These features will be available at the beginning of next year. So we don't know much, but I mean, we can kind of imagine. We know what Discord is. Um what do you guys think about this? I I have problem believing
3: it's going to be anything cool, <laughs> but <laughs> I hope. I mean, I didn't assume they were building it into the UI. I guess maybe I didn't fully read the article. If they are, that's awesome. I would just assume, though, that it'd be something like... Because we all want to dream that it's replacing, like, the party chat, and I don't see Sony doing that. I can't see them being like, hey nobody likes what we did with party chat what do we do <laughs> yeah. maybe they went and fixed it i can't see them replacing their proprietary thing with discord but i can see discord like helping a little bit like figuring out making it like a discord light that would be cool i don't know how it would work with all the channel tabs and the voice like tabs and having to do that with a controller. But if they actually put, like, the essence of Discord on there, that'd be awesome. That'd be perfect for cosplay, for everything. It just sucks as much as I'm a PlayStation guy. I want that on Xbox, too. Like, Discord should work on, like, any console at this point. If you're going to do it for PlayStation, like, what's the point at this point if it's only on one console? That's the only thing. It's, like, it's cool because I own a PlayStation, but it's cool good for crossplay i guess if you're on pc but if someone's on xbox then the xbox person is still doing the multiple headphones thing so it's it's cool it's just it doesn't solve crossplay because i mean hopefully though because it's a partnership they can still do it with xbox but to be positive this sounds awesome if they really do like integrate it with playstation network and actually like put the time make like a little card on the like little dashboard. That could be cool. I really hope they do something like that. they just replace game base. Game base is not very good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I have a hard time believing that it's going to be like they're just gonna put an entire new competing social chat app in the UI alongside the PlayStation one. And it's all—it's also hard to believe that they will replace what's existing there given all the, I'm sure the research and development that's gone into, uh, time and money that's gone into creating that PlayStation party and chat experience. Um, if it's anything like, I think a bare minimum is gonna be what's already on Xbox and has been for years where you can just see what your friends are playing. That's basically what you have integration with Discord and Xbox right now, but if it's that, I I don't give a fuck.
3: I don't care. That, I don't go be on honest, Discord to
2: see what people are playing.
3: That's all I want. That's all I need. To be <laughs> completely honest, I sometimes like this is something stupid I like. <clears throat> so sometimes I'll go in and make a custom like uh, status of what I'm doing, and I always have to like delete it or something when I'm done. So any cool places I'm just I I'm an
2: old man, and I don't I don't discord is not part of my habits or interest or anything like that i just we use it to record this podcast we use it for game nights to chat for cross-platform things but i would love i would love for it to become the de facto chat app across all platforms and i think it's starting to get big enough you know they thwarted microsoft buying them to really like develop their own ip like open and and trade publicly and and develop their business and and I would love for that to become. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's kind of like cross-platform play, where like you can play Warzone with PC people when you're on PlayStation, and you just have to add them with their Activision ID instead of their PSN ID. And maybe it's just like you can add a Discord user to your PlayStation chat with their Discord ID or something like that. Like I think that could be a cool, interesting solution. And that's something that I think would be. I don't I'm obviously not an engineer on audio platforms but might not be too difficult to to integrate with both Xbox and PlayStation but I hope it I hope they figure out a way to make it work because that would make cross platform play so much more so much easier especially if you're jumping between games and you don't have to worry on rely on game chat Game chat sucks. Game chat's a fucking joke. It sounds terrible. <laughs> it never works. Holden always fucks it up somehow because <laughs> he's playing on the wrong system or something.
3: That's all Nintendo has.
2: Mm.
0: I disagree with the, it's not going to be much. I think this is going to be bigger. Uh, I think this is going to be I don't know if it's going to replace the like party chat, but I think it's going to become the primary way people do voice chat on PlayStation to the point where at some point in the future, it could completely get rid of party chats as we know it. Um, Sony fucked up party chats on PS5. And on, on PS4, the most recent update to it. It's really bad. Um, this whole idea of... Okay. So like, here's an example that, that has happened. That's really frustrating. I'll start uh, a party uh, chat for, we have the RAF game night party chat going, but I'll join it. And then for some reason, like Matt and I will already be in there talking. And then Chad has created a new game night party chat and then has invited us to that. And now on my list, I have four party chats because this has happened a few times now it's, a really, really shitty implementation to step back. And in terms of like money invested in that system, well, maybe they don't want to invest more money to fix it and that they're better off just working with a company that has already fixed this. And then they don't have, Sony doesn't have to spend money going forward to fix this. They can just rely on a company who specializes in it that people want to use, is established, will be integrated with Xbox, will be integrated with PC so that, you know, it's cross play becomes a bigger deal. Well, oh, on Xbox and PC, you can do Discord chat with, you know, uh, with Call of Duty and chat with your friends that way. That's a better experience. Sony will lose people from that, but they'll gain people by saying, "Nope, you can have that consistent same experience everywhere." Like there's a reason that communication platforms, even on like smartphones, tend to be consistent in the same across the board. The exception of like iMessage, where like email is an established protocol that is across all devices. Text messages is an established protocol that's across all devices. You know, you have other like um, services like WhatsApp or Facebook or Messenger, something like that. Well, I guess technically same company, but All that's a common experience across different platforms. Games needs that. And I think Discord is that. So I think it'd be really wise of Sony to say, hey, you want communities back? We don't want to put the money back in to do communities again. But Discord, you can make your own server and do that, and it's a better experience than communities was. I don't think that... I don't think people have a fondness for how PlayStation Messages works to keep them locked into PlayStation.
3: Yeah, I think I'm just coming at it from the fact that this is Sony. This is a, a company that is very, like, uh, famously not really liked to mess with other like companies, other things. Like, not to get into all of the epic, like, court things, but there's something that came out that shows that they don't really like doing what people want them to do. So. Mm-hmm. I don't fully buy it, but at the same time, there can be... I do believe maybe there was a conversation like, nobody likes our party system. People are just playing on Discord. So what if we took this time to fix it? That's always a possibility because, like you said, communities. Yeah, a cool idea, but that's Discord. And they didn't want to do it. So if Discord hosted it on PlayStation, then, yeah, that could be really cool. And then the parties are... like. Them trying to replicate Discord, so maybe they tried to replicate hmm. it, failed, and then went to the source. But it, it is still one of those things. Like you were talking about, they uh, gaming needs one unified platform, and I agree. I just don't think Sony's gonna want to be the one to pioneer that. Sony's the one to get pressured into a corner. Finally, say fine, give me some money though. Like that's the, the different. That's the company Sony I the, is.
0: I think the difference though is that the whole crossplay example with Epic. That's because Sony was losing money from that. There is no money in messaging. It's actually a money loser for Sony, because they have to maintain that software, keep it up to date, they lose money on that as opposed to gain money from that. So if like, from a business standpoint, it makes sense they would give up messaging to a different company, because then they don't have to do anything. That's like that is financially better for Sony. Whereas like Epic and Crossplay, well, if someone buys a V-Bucks on iPhone, then they don't spend that money on playstation sony loses out in that case
3: i mean i agree they're definitely like not the like one-on-one comparison but it's just one of those with sony my favorite gaming company i love them to death i'm on a basis of i'll believe it when i see it when it comes to anything good Mm -hmm. on the corporate side of sony like i hate corporate nintendo Like, I've come to the realization that I just don't think I like the company of Nintendo, but I love the IP. I'm starting to get there with Sony, but I'm not fully there yet. So it's one of those, Mm -hmm. if they want to do something cool, I believe they have it in them. I'll just believe it when I see it type of thing. I concur, Doctor.
0: (laughs) all right. (laughs) Speaking of Nintendo... The Metroid Prime trilogy switch port unlikely says former Retro um, Studios dev, which is from an article from Nintendo Life by Kate Gray. So there are apparently two issues with the Metroid Prime trilogy, according to this anonymous developer. Are the anonymous? I actually came over with anonymous. Doesn't matter. Um, so it says Retro uses different software to make their games now than they did back when they were working in Metroid Prime. So they'd have to basically – they don't have the tools to go back and remake it. Uh, they'd have to recreate a lot of those tools, or they say brute force it, which I don't really know what that means. But they'd probably have to recreate a lot of those tools. The second is that the, in Metroid Prime 3, there's a lot of motion-based movement um, for, like, opening up doors. Um, and then maybe, like, motion is – Kind of used to tailor boss battles like for emotion-based experience, as opposed to using sticks, and they'd have to spend a considerable amount of development time, according to this de- developer, um, to fix that essentially. And they were saying that they just don't think this is likely. One thing I do want to point out that I I didn't have time to put in here because I saw this just before we started recording. There's a um, Twitter account called Leaky Panda, and they have a pretty good track record for being accurate. On this kind of stuff and they reiterated today they retweeted something they tweeted out two years ago that said that in the next few years we're gonna see two Metroid games a um, remake of uh, of Super Metroid in the vein of Samus Returns we got in the 3DS and we would see Metroid Prime trilogy and they just they said again we hold true to this that we're gonna hear about this stuff pretty soon so we have some kind of conflicting stories here now i would I'm gonna add yeah. one more story to this when I
2: read this, it was really it was really surprising to me one that it came from a, a previous retro studios developer so it's like obviously they would have some kind of inside knowledge about this, but it seems it seems to me that they're like their discussion's been had maybe, and it's like totally off the table like they haven't even started on it in the article they even mentioned like it would take a team of four to five people like an entire year to rework some of those sequences in Metroid Prime three but then. I look back at when they – I was like, I remember someone saying it was done. And uh, in 2018, Mm -hmm. when they announced the delay or the reboot of Metroid Prime 4, Imran Khan came out, who was from Game Informer, has a lot of uh, inside industry knowledge. Imran Khan came out and said, yes, the trilogy on Switch is done. And they were going to release it. They were going to announce it at Game Awards, but because of the delay of Metroid Prime 4, we're going to likely see that that gets delayed as well until we know more about Metroid Prime 4. So it's like, it's weird that three years ago, word on the street Mm -hmm. was, this game's done. And now three years later, someone who used to work at the studio is like, I don't know if we'll ever even start on that. It's like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and this developer's like, what they're basically saying isn't, they're not saying it's impossible, they're just saying, oh, boy. That would be a lot of work, wouldn't it? <laughs> and that's not really saying it's never going to happen. I mean, they have a lot of time. To, four to five people working for a whole year on something? I, I can't imagine that's that much money. Like the, yeah, I don't know how big retro is, but
2: in my mind I was like, they've got to be more than like, I don't know. They've got to be like maybe yeah. three digits or, or high two digits.
0: Sometimes on Wikipedia they'll say how large a studio is. Let's see. But yeah, even that, like, four to five people to release a game that's going to make a ton of money, and you're not making a whole new game from scratch, like, I, f- I feel like that's not the reason to not make this game. And also, like, there was, uh, in the, um, Kate Gray from Nintendo Life also mentioned that there was a similar concern about Final Fantasy VIII coming back on right. as, like, an HD touch-up, because they had literally just lost the source code for it. Not only, like, they just didn't have the code for the game at all. They still did it. It still came out again on Switch and other consoles, so it didn't stop them, and that's Square. They're cheap.
1: <laughs> I think that was a similar situation for the Kingdom Hearts final mix, where they lost a lot of the source, mm-hmm. and they had to redo a lot of that from scratch, too.
3: I remember that. Y'all need
2: to back up your hard it drives. doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an
0: all-digital future. It doesn't say. I can't. It doesn't say on Wikipedia at least how big their their team is. They started in nineteen ninety nine with twenty five people. Oh wait, here it goes. The company grew from production to a peak of two hundred. Um, but that was a long time ago. That was like in the two thousands. And I can imagine they've probably grown since then. I'm sure they can spare four to five people for a year. Yeah. Hi, we're going to sell a shit ton of this game for not a lot of work. Can you dedicate four people to that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't find a number in here at all. But, I mean, if they had 200 people back on the development of um, of a football game <laughs> back in the <laughs> early 2000s, I think that they probably have a lot more employees now and could spare that. So I don't believe the story I think that like, I don't think the person's like lying or something like that. I'm sure their perspective's valid. I mean they did used to work there, but I don't think they're right. I think how, we're gonna see it.
3: How long ago did they work there though?
0: Let's open up the article and see.
2: Let's find out who it is. Let's blast them. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> tweeted this developer
3: and say, <laughs> You fucking suck.
2: Just kidding, don't do that. Don't put that negativity out there.
3: Fuck that guy.
0: Oh, it was Michael um, Wickian, who's a formerly designer on all three um Metroid Prime games. So he Sorry, was there I'm still denying
2: these cookies real quick. Let me get to the article. Okay, here we go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> when are they gonna put cookie clicker on PlayStation? I want that platinum.
0: doesn't cookie. mention when no, he stopped working mean. there, but he was there during the Metro Prime trilogy. So at the the absolute latest, he was out after two thousand and seven or earliest I should say so who knows yeah we're gonna see it we're gonna
2: fucking see it this guy doesn't
0: know a dick from a doorknob I'd be shocked it's one of those things where there's too much smoke for this thing not to exist like the Imran Khan thing is a great call out I think that's probably that is the best evidence we have this game exists there's all the the leaks of like Amazon Spain accidentally like uh, posted it on their site and that kind of stuff there's just been too much stuff like that so it's gonna happen what I am worried about, speaking of mm. not happening, mm. moving Fantasy to our Twitter fetch God quest. Games, y'all.
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> Elden Ring release date report says it won't be out until April 2022. Let's go. The earliest is Merdad Kayat at Dual Shockers. This. Is not a rumor. This is from the financial report of the uh, Kotokawa Corporation, who's the parent company of From Software, which is, I mean, that's not a rumor. That's just legit information at that <laughs> point. <laughs> and I'm devastated. I want this game. So, I mean, take your time, but also I want it right now. Um, it's just, oh, God, I'm so excited for that game. My, who my has it on Fantasy, fantasy draft Critic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Fantasy yeah, Draft do, looking yeah. so good right hey, now. Hey, what? Just zero points. Pick. I won't lose any points. Okay. So it's it's fine. But it is... It, it, honestly, the Fantasy thing I just want to play it. I just can't wait to play that game. I feel like we'll still see it at E3 this year. If it's coming out April 2022, at like the early, I think we'll still see it at E3. But, because you have to announce its release date... Relatively soon. Like they announced Sekiro at E three and then it came out the following spring. So like that time frame would make sense. But God, keep, I want this game so bad. Keep dreaming,
3: Elden Ring fans. This game is never coming out. <laughs> just this like is the Uncharted Cyberpunk.
0: Oh my the size... I can actually go with this up too. The size I'll just look on my phone. The hype behind this game, I had a moment where I'm like, oh man, it's actually way bigger than I realized. I was on Reddit and I was looking at the size of the community. There are 120,000 people in the Elden Ring subreddit for a game that hasn't released yet. Yeah, I Let's don't put some understand perspective that. on it. Let's look up Resident Evil and see how the size of that entire series subreddit, not just one game. I can't type. Resident Evil is 215,000. So it's like not that much bigger for Resident Evil... For a game that's been around for decades. Haven't people, like, been
2: creating Elden Ring? Like, there are people who are making playable (laughs) versions of Elden Ring because Elden Ring's not out yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's someone who's trying to make it. I actually went to their Discord to take a look around, and they're, like, grouping people together. Like, they're, you know, um, uh, uh, dictating tasks to different people. It's really kind of cool to see. But they're also, like, making up fake bosses and stuff, like fan art and concept art and stuff. My favorite, though, is the... um, the clown meme of like the guy putting on clown makeup and there's like a step to it each yeah. one like that meme gets put up there all the time and people are saying e is coming up like should I get my clown makeup ready like yeah <laughs> hold on why aren't you I'm like, excited
3: for it but why aren't you contributing some code to that Elden Ring project right because I'm not that good <laughs> <laughs> just a line of code man that's all you need
0: yeah it's yeah it's it, it doesn't work like that <laughs> oh yeah I know
3: <laughs> I am not worthy what was it, Andrew? I am not worthy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I am not worthy either. Yeah,
3: I don't think my game will ever come out. It's too much.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of work. I just spent, like, all day writing a program to factor numbers. And I'm like, it's not even that much code. <laughs> it took forever.
3: Dude, I hate coding so much. Coding fucking sucks. I like it. I just,
0: like... I just like I literally as having so many problems and the issue was literally just one line of code. I had I divided the wrong numbers. I did the wrong order by accident, which completely messed everything up. So it obviously it doesn't work that way. <sighs> it's not fun. Anyway, that's no one cares about that. Yeah, um, fun, moving yeah. on to things that people do care about. Sony registers trademark for Xbox exclusive Sunset Overdrive, says Jordan Ullman and IGN. Are you guys Sunset Overdrive fans? Anyone here a Sunset Overdrive fan? Yeah, I like yeah. Sunset
1: Overdrive. It. Yeah, I, uh, it was guys... one of the first games I ever played on the Xbox One when that came out, and I I liked it a lot.
0: Would you guys want a sequel to it? Maybe yeah. PS5 exclusive, but
3: I don't want it to be exclusive. I I think that's as much as I love PlayStation. That's a big fuck you, and I they're gonna do it. That's what <laughs> Sony wants. But, but I, they I own
0: Insomniac. They yeah. own that shit now. Yeah, so that's what I, think. Like,
3: I don't want. I want Insomniac to focus
2: on Ratchet and Clank and Spider Man. I don't want. I mean, Sunset Overdrive was fun, but I, it was not a game that I wanted to finish at all. Let alone a sequel mm-hmm. at the expense of Spider Man.
3: I think they could do a really cool <laughs> sequel, especially after like doing so well with the locomotion and stuff from Miles Morales and Spider Man. I think it could be cool. It just sucks I have a bunch of friends on Xbox that would want to play Sunset because they love the game. So it, it's frustrating. But I taking that out, I want a new Sunset Overdrive. That'd be awesome. Remember me and Angie talk about that game a lot. Like I would love to play a new version of it.
0: Maybe they'll make it available wherever Game Pass is available and do it Ooh. that way. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> You're gonna but say let's not kid right? ourselves here. <laughs> oh yeah i was not being serious <laughs> activision confirms sledgehammer will develop call of duty 2021 with next gen consoles in mind says rebecca valentine at ign interesting they're using the
2: future tense of we will develop this game that's coming out in five months we'll get started soon <laughs> yeah.
3: i thought like i thought the rumor like a month or so ago, was that Sledgehammer was doing this game.
0: Well, they are now. We know for sure.
3: Yeah, because they were supposed to do it last year, and then they took them off for Treyarch because I think Activision was like, your game sucks. And they threw off the whole cycle. So, because it was supposed to be COD World War II Vanguard. That was the leak.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, whatever yeah, it is, it is. they have five months by... to figure it
2: out and make it, but they're going to.
3: Yeah, I don't, mm, following the COD cycle so much, it's like, I don't know how these games get made. Like, they're still like three-year cycles, but it's like, I don't know how long uh, Sledgehammer's been working on it because they had to stop and work on Cold War with uh, Treyarch last year. So And I liked World War II a lot, but I don't know if this game can really hold up because it, it just seems like it came out of nowhere. But hey, Cold War was pretty good,
0: and that one was booted up a year. I want to know what they mean by next gen in mind. Are they because uh, it's going to be a cross gen game? Like to what extent are they really keeping next gen as the Is primary it, console they're making it for?
3: Is it going to be a cross play game? Cross. I, I uh, would assume. Because I'm for assuming the PS3 and Xbox 360. The they did one game and that was Black Ops 3. The next one was Infinite Warfare and that was exclusive only. Now, granted. Oh, interesting. Okay. Granted, those. Consoles were already on their way out. The Black o- the P- uh, 360 PS three versions, like I think they didn't have the campaign. They only had multiplayer and zombies. So that's a big <laughs> asterisk. The PS four and yeah. Xbox one are still capable, but I th- I would assume this next one would be exclusive if they're still going with the one year. We'll keep it and then we'll move forward.
0: Yeah, I I didn't know that. That's interesting. I wonder. Does that make me think now too? I wonder if this will be the worst selling Call of Duty game at launch in a long time just because of COVID and the chip shortages and the fact that there won't be nearly as many consoles That's sold what at that That's makes me point. think that,
2: like, they can't – Call of Duty is always, like, the best-selling game of the year, and yeah. I don't think they would sacrifice that for next-gen exclusive features. Like, they would release something but, on previous generations just to get the sales numbers.
0: But to Brent's point, though they ha- they in the last generation, they they did do the one kind of cross gen year, and then it was all action after that. And yeah, I think it started so, on the trajectory it wasn't the supply of,
2: constraints that we have right
0: now. I imagine that but, well. well Wait, 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 let me finish here. Because if they if they started this trajectory of saying we're making a next gen exclusive game, they can't say within a year, oh, we're gonna make a current gen version of this. That's way too much work to do in one year. Like that train's been moving in that direction for, for a long time. So they I don't think they, they could roll back like that if well, they wanted to.
2: That wasn't what Cyberpunk said they were doing, but it sounds like that's what Cyberpunk did <laughs> and they released a game. <laughs> they were I, yeah but they for announced IMPCs that game back in 20- and then they said, "Well, we'll try to dumb it down for current gen." Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's that's <laughs> that's more of an error.
0: Right. That's more of an error in their judgment as opposed to they decided within the last year to make a next gen version of it or a current gen version of it.
3: Yeah, and I think it's easy to say like nobody has these consoles, but clearly people do because like there's some news that came out recently, I think if I read it right, that like a huge chunk of Villages sales were on the PS5.
2: Well, I mean, they've mm-hmm. announced... Well, like, there's games... 7.8 million PS5s that were sold as of the yeah, end of Yeah, and games are always 8. selling 8.
3: gangbusters on PS5 like, here, rel- here like, uh, recently. So I think that'd be enough for Activision to be like, okay, we'll push out our exclusive game. This will make mm-hmm. people buy a PS5 or for uh, Series X this holiday.
0: I think a lot of that depends on the type of game, too. Like, I don't think that'll happen with FIFA, for example. Yeah. Like, FIFA will still probably sell better on the last generation hardware because that's just kind of a game that not the most hardcore, most dedicated gamers will, will play. And kind of Call of Duty, I think, kind of fits into that as well, where it's such a huge fan base of people who will just buy... A console just to play Call of Duty because that's what they like to play and that's it. Yeah. Whereas Resident so- Evil, I kind of feel like is like a gamer's you know game kind of. is more in that kind of super dedicated um, gamers will be more interested in Resident Evil than they would be in a Call of Duty game.
3: Yeah, I think so many people underestimate like people who like their series like mostly COD bros and like people who love COD or 2K and the new game comes out and it's exclusive. They're like, all right, they'll come to me like, hey, where do I get this console? Like, what should I get? Like. I've met so many people that buy a new console just because the new COD's on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And they never play anything else.
0: <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how this plays out at the end of the year for sure. Or I, we actually will probably find out if it's uh, cross-gen or not um, in less than a month now. Yeah. Because of E3. So we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those console shortages, though, report PS5 redesigned to begin production in 2022, which is not likely to be a PS5 Slim or a PS5 Pro, says Chandler Wood at PlayStation Lifestyle. This is not an aesthetic change to the console. It's basically just going to be a new chip inside of it where they're going to use a 6-nanometer chip as opposed to the current 5-nanometer chip, and that's just a direct response to the chip shortages and the cost to make a 5-nanometer chip right now as a result of what's happening.
3: It's going to be another thing, like... You have to say which one you have, like, oh, I have the red box switch, like, oh, you have a PS5, which one you (laughs) got? Oh, I only got the 5 nanometer PS5. Oh, I don't want it. Take it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the PSP versions and stuff all over again. Exact. Buying yeah. a Vita, having to like, have all these listings be this slim. I don't want the slim. It's ugly. I want the OLED. <laughs> yeah, that sexy-ass OLED. Yeah. Don't rub it in my face. <laughs> Please don't.
0: <laughs> Metro Exodus PS5 version is out in June with a free upgrade <laughs> for PS4 owners. Zarmina from PlayStation Live so says, you still have to play that game, Chad. Why are you booing? <laughs>
2: Because I have to play it on Xbox
0: now, and I don't think it's on Game Pass anymore, but that's where my save file is. Oh, no. Um, it's The PS5 version will feature faster loading times, ray tracing, 4K texture packs, and haptic feedback on PlayStation 5. Sounds dope. Can't Let's wait go. for that. I will play that game again. Absolutely, 100%. I'll
1: play it. I have never played a Metro game before, but I've don't always wanted it. to. Don't do, do it. it. Chad no, is very so- sour chat. on it. They're good for the definition writing. of single A. <laughs> oh, you like I, I'm hearing this? some conflicting opinions here.
0: It's a solid double A game. Don't go into it expecting a triple A Call of Duty shooter. There's some weird like animation quirks. Children look like just small adults. Like There's some like weird things to it. <laughs> Those but... sound
1: like things
3: I would be excited for. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would love them. I loved the first game. The first game was great. I didn't play the other yeah. two, but the first game was awesome.
0: Yeah, they're. I've I played all of them. I think they're all fantastic. They're very atmospheric, uh, very claustrophobic shooters. Um, it it, it kind of goes into... There's almost like some survival horror elements to it, like resource management's really important, and... Like scavenging everything to make sure you get as much currency as possible to to keep buying ammo. Otherwise, you I've been in situations where I was totally fucked and just didn't have any way to get through a situation because well, outside of like punching people, um, I couldn't use my guns because I didn't have the ammo. Like you really have to 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 uh, scavenge th- to get through it. It's an, it's a, I think a pretty engaging experience. And Exodus is fantastic. It's easily the best one. It's good I'll stuff. have to I check
1: that it. out at some point. Then. Some point. Some point in time.
0: The first two games are usually on sale. Like whenever there's a sale, they're always there. I bought both of them together in a pack for four dollars.
2: Yeah. So well, keep damn, an eye out on sales. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep an eye out on sales. You'll you'll find it for sure. In our last story of the week. Animal Crossing New Horizons 2.0 Ooh, update. Animal
2: Crossing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Get this man out of here.
0: Island expansion leaks, as Kyle travels. Knight at Dual Shockers. So, dual miners have come across code which suggests that the kind of south shoreline of your island will extend further down. So, you may be able to extend your island. Um, Let's go. I on. hope so. What does
2: that mean? Does that mean that, like, you're. You just now have a bunch of empty land there. If you've planned out your village perfectly, does
0: the airport move? Do you just now have a chin on your island? What's going on? Yeah, I don't know how it's going to play out. I think that is likely what is going to happen is that either if you treat it like your house, you'll buy plots of land to develop little bits at a time. That's. I'd imagine it would probably work that way because I think it'd be a little – like you kind of were saying, it'd be a little strange to suddenly have twice as much island and have your island be twice as big and just have like it be flat. Um, but I can see them saying, hey, if you want to unlock, you know, 15 blocks further down, then that's going to cost you 500,000 bells or a million bells or something crazy like that. And Tom Nook will let you do it for free. Um, the first time or something like that, or he'll say, like, we'll do it, and then you owe me a million bells, and you can only expand further once you've paid back that loan. Gotta like, rack up that debt. They'll gamify debt. <laughs> it. Yeah, all about that debt. Um, I'm really hoping this is the case, and I feel like they would do this only if they were adding new things to put in your town, like new shops. That is what I've been waiting for, because I've stopped playing this game. I, I played it to death. I want more, and this could be it, maybe, so... We'll see. We'll see. Okay. But, Chad, did you know that we're really, really fucking humble? Dude, I'm
2: the most fucking humble person on this call. You don't even know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure sounded. (laughs) Um, Brent has a topic. I don't don't know if you have a topic as well. Totally fine. Um, Brent is going to introduce a topic for us to discuss Brent, you are you are now the the host.
3: Let's go. All right, welcome to the free to play podcast, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We got all their viewers.
1: Let's go. <laughs> I don't.
3: No, I don't know how long I'll go because it's way past my bedtime. I'm so tired. But um, yeah, so my topic is I want to discuss the kind of controversy, if you will, or the dis the discourse around Returnal and how that. I think turns less into how this is less of like criticisms of the game and just how it ties into genres as a whole. Like how much can you criticize a game based off of the genre it's in? Cause I feel like a lot of criticisms I've seen of returnal are just how roguelikes are. And the big one out of the way saves, there are roguelikes that let you save. Like I'm, I haven't played every single roguelike that ever exists, but there are a lot that do and a lot that don't. It's kind of sporadic. Like, like I said earlier, one of my favorite ones, Risk of Rain Two, that doesn't let you save, but it's also not like a story game. Like you don't technically beat that game. Like they added an end now, where you randomly sometimes you get a portal and it takes you to the final boss, but it's not a. It you just play it, and if you're bored, you give up. You know, so I can under because this is a rogue light. So this has like story elements and you're getting to the thing, which I think, I think that's kind of what SteamWorld Dig did a little bit, if I don't, if I remember correctly. But yeah, so I want to hear what you guys think about it, but I think it's just weird. Not that these criticisms aren't valid, but I think it would be one of those things where maybe roguelikes aren't for you and that's okay. I'm not here to say get good. I'm not here to say that your opinion is wrong. I'm just saying this is a roguelike and it's perfectly valid if you don't like roguelike games. I just like I think this conversation is very interesting to see how much you can criticize a game and how much just boils down to this is what the game is.
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of criticism out there where people are saying this game is too hard. Returnal is too hard and you keep dying and it's like, no, that's that's the game. Like rogue, mm-hmm. roguelikes are like you're playing a game and you get to a certain point and then you die and then you start it over. And it's like, that's that's how it should have been. Uh, the the part that I don't, we talked last week actually at length that all three of us who were on the show last week don't like roguelike games. But um, part of what I enjoy about this game is the feeling that you have as you're kind of trouncing through all of these different areas and completely destroying things and feeling really powerful. But the length of it is is really what gets me. And I feel like roguelike games, you're supposed to be... It's supposed to be really quick. Like, you make it as far as you can. A run, last five minutes, ten minutes if you're lucky. You die, you restart, you do something completely different or you, you have a different strategy going in. But when it takes, like, several hours to get through something that is randomized and completely based on luck sometimes... It's that's where I find that it's like it's a little unfair to have so many hours to go into a run without being able to say, Hey, I would like to put this down and do something else for a little bit and then come back to it. Um,
1: it's like the more you invest, the worse it feels when it all falls apart or when right. uh, it gets mm-hmm. taken away from you. Right.
2: So that's why, and but then, I do agree with your point that it's like that. Uh, that's kind of the game. Like it's someone saying, yeah. "Oh man, the Witness is a terrible game because the puzzles get
3: hard." And it's like, well, it's a game <laughs> all about fucking puzzles. You shouldn't have played that game. <laughs> yeah, and Fraternal definitely is a rogue light. So there are things where you're not once you get past a threshold, you're not exactly doing every single thing. Like you end up getting a melee weapon early on, and that makes going forward pretty easier. You fight a boss. You never have to touch that boss again. You can go through the portal very easily once you find it. And again, agreed, for what I'm hearing, this game is way too long and I will never beat it. But I definitely think that is part of the game. And I guess I will criticize it a little bit in terms of how they handle the genre. But I'm not going to criticize it for it being that genre.
0: Yeah, this is where um, this is where, like the whole like Souls easy con- like easy mode conversation comes to play for me too. Where it's like the whole point of the of a Souls like game is the accomplishment of overcoming defeat that from software presented with you or whatever developers making a Souls like game. Like that is the entire purpose of that game. There are tons of games that don't feature difficulty modes. So to say a game that is literally known for its difficulty and sense of accomplishment needs to change that. It's like, I, I don't think you understand what this is. It's like when I I talk about how, like, for example, with me, like, I don't like JRPGs that much. Like there are exceptions, I'll so play some, but I wouldn't say it's like a favorite genre of mine because they all seem to do this thing where you do this huge epic thing and then the next mission you're saving cats that are like around in a town. And like That just, to me, means, like, hey, JRPGs just kind of aren't, like, something that speaks to me fully. I'm not going to say all, you know, character-driven moments in JRPGs need to go away because I want epic shit. Like, no, like, that's what a JRPG is, Mm -hmm. and... It's okay if I don't like it that much. This applies, like, every medium. Like, gosh, like, I would have loved to have read Watchmen, but, like, I don't read graphic novels. Like, okay, then graphic novels aren't for you. Like, that's I It's like, oh, there are too many pictures. I didn't like (laughs) that there were so many pictures.
2: I don't know if uh, anyone's ever complained about a book having too many pictures. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely been too many words and
0: not enough pictures, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it like kind of takes to the extreme and kind of like, that's what a graphic novel is. You don't like graphic novels, and that's fine. There's the movie watch, but if you want to do that instead.
2: Um, that's 24 although, pictures I don't know, that's, a second.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, that's 24 <laughs> pictures a second. Dude, that's way too many pictures. Jeez. I can't process that many pictures per second. I don't know how anyone does it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I totally agree with you, Brent. I, It's like there are different genres for different reasons. I say – I've said very often with the Dark Souls conversation – games are for everyone but that doesn't mean every game is for everyone
3: yeah and that's a that's such a difficult thing to tell somebody because mm-hmm. like you come off as the most asshole like person and for good reason because some people are assholes but like saying like <laughs> <laughs> saying like maybe this game isn't for you it is it always comes off as an insult but it is there are games i'm never gonna play like I have a poo-poo brain. I can't play. I'm not going to go play XCOM.
0: <laughs> I have a
2: poo-poo <laughs> brain. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. That's amazing.
3: <laughs> I have a poo Comedy bar is set very high. I have a poo-poo brain. I'm not going to go play XCOM. Like, I don't know where my aliens are going. Like, <laughs> and I also like, well, no, it... I, I suck sure, at it. Oh, I was ending this. I, I suck at Souls games. I try them, but I never beat them. But that's not a slight on Souls games. I give you a challenge, a perfectly crafted challenge. It's not just, oh, we made this enemy for normal mode and then we just made them hit harder in hard mode. Like these characters, these enemies are hard because of what they're doing, not how hard they hit, you
0: know? Yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying because, like, I, I say that whole, like, games are for everyone, but not every game's for everyone. And, yeah, I can totally see how that comes across as, like, a dick thing to say. But, like, it's also true of every medium for mm. every type of art. Like, it's really just more of an objective truth. Like, my grandma loves PBS Masterpiece Theater. That's, like, primarily what she watches. I can't imagine saying, like, hey, grandma, by the way, you should watch Transformers. Like no, it's just Transformers isn't for it my grandma. On Transformers movie. <laughs> <laughs> she would love Revenge of the Fallen, but like she's just not as much on board of Last Night. Such a dude. Revenge um, of the Fallen was so good. Or like books. Like some people really like narrative-driven stories. I like reading nonfiction books. But I would never go to a narrative book and be like, they need more charts and graphs to explain this story better to me. <laughs> There's not enough Bill Gates. Give me the Bill
3: Gates uh, bio, uh, biography.
0: <laughs> or like reading nonfiction, like, oh, let's read this book about analyzing, you know, the changing politics over the course of the, you know, last century or something like that. It's like, I didn't like the characters. <laughs> It's just like, just different types of art for different people, and that's fine. That's just how it is.
3: Yeah, it's such a nuanced conversation. It's very weird, and I'm trying to not argue on Twitter anymore, so I can't talk about this, but... <laughs> but it's just funny. You brought it up, discourse. it's your subject. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna talk about Finish it. i you just... started. <laughs> I'm just not gonna twiddle my thumbs about it anymore. And there's... I I just had to stop, man. I was like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything that's not in my character, but I'm just tired of arguing about console wars. I'll go to like try to tell someone they're being stupid because they made a really assholish thing, and I'll be typing. I'm like, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. Someone else will tell them. I don't know. Don't don't have the energy for your stupid. Yeah, Yeah, it's just.
0: Like, I I don't know. It's tough for me because, like, I like disagreements because disagreements are an opportunity to learn something new. But at the same time, like, on Twitter especially, it can be so toxic that there's no opportunity to learn because it just gets too toxic, like, too fast. Like, I was talking – Colin tweeted something about – game pass i chimed in with my thoughts on on game pass and mm-hmm. someone like definitively proved me wrong because i thought for some reason that game pass was profitable and it's not profitable and like i learned that by engaging that conversation but you just like coming across those productive conversations on twitter is so rare it yeah. just doesn't happen
3: i like talking to people and just kind of like trying to discuss things but then i had to remember like Everyone sees my tweets. All my friends are like, why is he doing this? Like, I'm going to block, I'm going to mute this guy. I can't. Andrew, did you have anything to say about the topic? I feel bad you've been so silent. My little baby boy.
0: (laughs) My grandson? Wait, is Andrew our grandson, Chad?
3: (laughs) Yes, I actually (laughs) am. Brent, you got uh, busy early. <laughs> Andrew grows fast. He hasn't been that long, actually.
1: I'm only two years old. I've just hit massive growth spurts. He's, <laughs> he's a fun guy. Uh, no, I don't got much to add to to the whole uh, conversation. I think um, I kind of like... Uh, feel that kind of that kind of point of like, this is this is a bit difficult for me to really talk about as someone who has not experienced uh, games like Returnal specifically, where it's like major investments as you're going through these different levels, or I guess biomes as they're called. Um, where like, you you sink so much time in and it just sucks so bad when you do die and uh, lose everything and I feel like that's where part of the balance of roguelike games like come in uh, in terms of like, you know uh, the, the length of time of your of your sessions, like how long each uh, session lasts and stuff. because uh, I'm not super big into uh, rogue games. I've, I've played uh, a few of them before, like rogue Legacy for instance. And uh, the Binding of Isaac. Both of these games, which uh, I really enjoyed because they're they're pretty simple in terms of how they play uh, with, with their rogue elements. You know, you have, uh, in the case of Isaac in particular, you have a series of shorter levels with a set number of rooms that you go through and explore, and then you beat the boss, and then you moved on down to the next floor, etc., etc. Uh, and that then when you die, I guess it could suck, like, for, like... Because I'm talking about, like, the original one and not, like, uh, Rebirth or whatever, which probably has a a lot more levels, a lot more expanded levels, a lot more opportunities for you to Mm -hmm. fucking lose. Um, But when it comes to regular old Isaac, I never feel super bad about uh, dying or anything, because I'm not losing too much progress, and it won't take me long to get back there. Uh, I guess is the main point to make. Like it won't, even if I do lose a lot of stuff and that sucks, it doesn't take me very long at all to get back uh, to that point. Um, so, I think I hear, I hear this talk about returnal and how much uh, time you have to sink in uh, to go through the biomes and stuff, and like how much uh, time you have to spend going back uh, when you when you do eventually lose and that. Kind of scares me, <laughs> uh, if I'm gonna be honest. It should. Uh, <laughs> <Not good>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something like that is probably gonna be a bit of a, a bit of a turn off for me. I wouldn't say that I'm not into roguelikes, or that I'm in. Uh, I am into roguelikes, but uh, something like that uh, just isn't for me, and that's fine. That that isn't made for me. I don't like uh, the idea of having to like. Uh, just spend a lot of time and uh, having to rebuild basically I I guess is the point that I'm trying to make here
3: yeah it's not for everybody it's one of those like I also can't believe I went through the whole conversation of roguelikes and didn't even like touch on binding of Isaac like the biggest (laughs) one (laughs) the classic yeah I think to wrap up like I think this is becoming a thing and not to sound asshole-ish, this is becoming a thing because it's more people playing it. It's a big exclusive thing. That's why people are like getting used to it. I think, I think there are a lot of people going into Returnal because it's a Sony exclusive and they're off of the goodwill of like Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us. Like They're usually this type of game. And then there's <laughs> Returnal. That's not that type of game. And I don't blame people for thinking that because I didn't know it was a roguelike until maybe a week before it came out.
0: See, if you love Ratchet and Clank, you're going to love Returnal. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so I feel bad for people being like, PlayStation exclusive Returnal? What is that? I'll pick it up. Oh, God. I just died like four times.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Brent, for bringing that topic to the table. Thank you for being here. Chad.
2: This Game On Game Show. The d- Game On Game Show. We play a game called Game On, game, <laughs> show on our game Show. Game, 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 game. Everyone, there's a very, very, very important gaming anniversary today. Do you know what it is? It is the 25th anniversary of the Sega Saturn release of Panzer Dragoon Two Zwei. Let's go! Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not. Zwei is German for two, so this is Panzer Dragoon Two
1: <laughs> so. Two. Uh, funny name. Um, And
2: because this is the anniversary of that, and it is the second second one of those, I feel like it's time for us to do a second gaming anniversary edition of Not Flesh It Out, Not Flesh It Out. And this is a game where we take a couple of pairs of games, mash them together, and figure out what might the resulting game look like. So, the first game, I have three pairs. The first game of each pair is a game who also has an anniversary today. The second game is one of Brent's many favorite games. So we're going to (laughs) start with (laughs) the first game is Minecraft, which has its 12-year anniversary today on PC uh, and also web browsers today. And then the, the game we're mashing up Minecraft with is Assassin's Creed. What does that look oh, like you mash those games together?
1: Let's let Brett gush for about 40 minutes before we, we, ha- we give our input here.
2: <laughs> what do you think that well, looks like? I, I imagine there's a lot of like breaking shit open trying to find those fucking feathers from Assassin's Creed 2.
3: Well, I and then think you find out just, they're useless. I think it would just be the, the Assassin's Creed maps I made in Minecraft when I was a kid. <laughs> no, you've already made the game turns <laughs> <I, I, I laughs> out I've already made it it releases
1: like two weeks from now
3: no it would be the <laughs> Assassin's Creed 4 Roblox map I used to always play in the library damn okay well, I, well, I thought I was tell, being really be original with this please. no I actually don't know I... I'm not creative <laughs>
0: I <laughs> I, I have a pretty dope idea, I think.
3: Okay, go. I now, hear me out here. Better, so go ahead.
0: How familiar are you guys with Wallace and Gromit? This will go somewhere, I promise. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Very have not familiar. i watched one of the movies with my dad, and that was the one with, like, the were-rabbit thing. I can't remember which okay. one, I watched that I one, one I know what they
2: look like, and I know that I don't
0: like them. This is so specific, but this image popped in my head, so I have to share it. There, wait, Brent, I didn't hear what you said. Have you seen Wrong Trousers, Brent? <laughs>
3: Wrong. Tr- no, I think I saw Curse of the w- wear in theaters. Oh, OK.
0: All right. I you guys can watch *Falls and Gromit. They're classics. They're all great. OK, so in The Wrong Trousers, there is a train chase, but it's a toy train. And Gromit, the dog, is trying to steer the train in a certain direction by constantly throwing tracks on the ground so the train can keep going. It, it's 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 comical. It's comical that image popped in my head, I don't know why that did when you asked the question, but it ties in because what if you were parkouring like that and drawing the, like, things on top of the world okay. as you're running around and throwing it in front of you? That would be really fucking cool. It's
3: like drawn to life, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Scribble Nuts, Assassin's Creed. a series of games to
1: mash.
2: <laughs> Holden, you nailed it. Pair number two. Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, celebrates five years today uh, from its PS4 release, crossed with Terraria.
1: Oh, shit. This is kind of relevant to us.
3: (laughs) Tell me about (laughs) it. What does that game look like? Dude. Oh, dude. Okay. So Terraria has, like, so many different bosses and, like, uh, items and stuff. So Uncharted 4, Nathan Drake, a treasure hunter, naturally. So you're going through... He gets stuck in this 2D world, he's like, bro, I got a grappling hook, because he used a grappling hook in Terraria, he and he's, you he got the grappling hook, and you're looking for all these, like, lost treasures and stuff, and then the bosses appear, Nathan Drake, and Sully's got a cigar, and he's like, Ugh, let's fight this I Cthulhu Drake. <laughs> Spot on Sully impression. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Andrew, what's your idea? I like this idea of a rogue treasure hunting game where it <laughs> generates a new like tomb for you to go into. Dude, that's that'd
3: be so cool. That's kind of SteamWorld Dig, but not.
0: And I also so hope you randomly well, generate the game. dialogue. Yeah. yeah. I haven't replaced Monkey before. If they randomly generate the dialogue using AI to literally write the lines of dialogue that Sonny and Drake are saying, so they're nonsensical and don't make any sense at all, would also be awesome. I'm thinking <laughs> on the lines of the Harry Potter book that was written by a machine learning algorithm. It just doesn't make any sense. I can't I remember the name of it. I have but...
1: to look through that, but I eagerly anticipate the time when I eventually do, because it sounds
3: amazing. <laughs> I think there was it's one hilarious. That was, like, that was like John Cena speeches or something like that. <laughs>
0: John's speeches, John Cena's speeches are are Shakespeare in comparison.
2: (laughs) All right, third pair. I I like your idea, Brent, about the, the 2D. Thanks. Nathan Drake, grappling hook. Love it. Third game, final one for Now Flesh It Out, Now Flesh It Out, Panzer Dragoon 2 Spy Edition. Ken Griffey Jr.'s Slugfest celebrates 22 year anniversary from N64. I don't even like, know
1: what that is. <laughs> yeah,
0: neither do, do I. have no idea. It's a
2: baseballman, and it's a baseball oh, game.
3: I thought it was a bullet um, hell game. Cross
2: that with Doom Eternal. Yeah, bullet hell Doom. game.
3: Oh, you are coming for my heart. <laughs> Dude, imagine Doom Slayer with his... Uh, I know what it's called. I know what it... The Crucible Blade. And he's like, just baseballing <laughs> with that. And you have, to, you have to hit the weak points of the demons... Dude. i want you to have to rip somebody to
2: shreds. like as you run the bases you're just like decapitating <laughs> people and pulling out their hearts i love that but here's you're, just ken, griffey. you're of... just ken griffey jr the whole time <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's the lamest version of this possible it's just a baseball game but like, Boom. there's a certain demon just throwing the the. He's the pitcher. and He's just throwing the ball. He doesn't do anything demon like. Doom Slayer just you know he hits the ball and runs around the bases. It's totally just like a baseball game where the character models are all demons from from Doom. Like it's super boring. It to doesn't say, make any sense.
1: Like I would love it if there was just a series of like golf games and shit where it's just the Doom Slayer going on these casual vacations playing these
3: fucking nice relaxing games. Nintendo didn't make Doom.
2: Here's what it is. Well, Nintendo didn't make golf either. You're Ken Griffey. You're a whole team of Ken Griffey Juniors. Why? And you're playing against a team of demons. It's like Space Jam. You're playing against a team of demons. If you win the game, you get to spend. You know, instead of like walking line by line, high five, good game, good game, you actually get to rip everyone to pieces. And if you lose the game they get to fucking devour your corpses
0: that's wait, a good idea wait, wait yeah. you that's get that from pretty good it's Nintendo. like
1: you know a, a really good victory and a loss for whatever team you decide to go to
2: That's it for Game on Game Show. That is it for our podcast episode 210 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, Brent and Andrew from Free to Play Podcast uh, for joining us today. It was wonderful to have you on the show. Brent, obviously returning. Andrew, having you here for the first time. It was wonderful to meet you. Um, I would love for you to give people a shout out of where they can find you if they are interested in seeing more of your content. Brent, let's start with you.
3: Uh, yeah, I, as you can see, one half of the free-to-play podcast. I'm also one-third of the Uncultured Opinions podcast. We are on a huge hiatus. Um, I stream Porkchop118YT. Like we, I have been streaming Terraria a lot recently. I make YouTube videos at Porkchop118 and Twitter at Porkchop1864. I don't uh, argue with kids on Twitter anymore. <laughs> anymore Proud of you, Andrew. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, I can be found in and around uh, sort of, you know, the same usual places. You know, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, and all that. Uh, same handles for everything. Andrew Holabaloo. Uh, what whether or not there's an underscore separating the two, I don't know. <laughs> i don't know which ones do and don't so uh you might have to seek that out for yourself there uh i don't make anything uh, content wise yet i've had uh, several plans to i'm working on some stuff right now but whether or not it'll ever see the light of day i don't know um <laughs> i am somewhat active on twitter though i'll say something like once every two weeks or something you know I'll usually like and retweet stuff that I'm, I'm a part of, so if you want to know what I'm uh, up to next, then that's a pretty good place to, to look because I'll probably uh, say something, just like I did for
3: this here. Please follow Andrew. He's my baby boy and I get really happy when he succeeds. It's like I'm, <laughs> living, I'm living my life through him. I like him. A father's pride. I get, so, I get so much pride when he's on podcasts and seeing him get happy. It's like I just feel a sense of warmth in my heart.
0: Yeah, It's because cool. you're a good father,
3: Brent. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you guys don't get that. You <laughs> don't get that. <laughs> I'm a better father than you ever were. <laughs> you can
2: find both of those, um, all of those links in the description of wherever you're watching this. And you can also find them on affableidiots.com. You can scroll down and see all the links there too. On that website, you can also go and sign up to be just like them and be on the show from our Year of the Guest survey, so please do that if you are interested in being on this show or AAWI and also with you. Uh, it's going to be a hell of good time. You also have homework if you're listening to this. Red Dead Redemption 2 is fast approaching at the end of June for its deadline for our backlog accomplishment with the Respawn Respa- and Friends game, or BARF. Um, so fucking buy it and play it, I guess, or something. Um... Also, go to Patreon.com slash Respawn If you would love to play with us on game nights, on Thursdays, if you want to influence what we play for our barf games in future months, and do it there. Go get some dope wallpapers just in time for Mass Effect release with some Mass Effect 3 wallpapers there. Do it. Or die. Well, everyone's going to die. That was not a threat for me. That was just a fact of life. <laughs> That's it. That's all we have for the show. Holden, you're beautiful. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Do you guys remember the show The Dinosaurs? Not the mama, not the mama. (laughs)